Right, What's up, tailgaters? Welcome back to Homefield Tailgate. Yeah, we're, <laughs> excited, <y> <laughs> we're excited, y'all. We're excited. We're excited, y'all are here. Um, big sports weekend as far as college goes. Obviously, you know, there's college baseball, which is obviously what everyone watched this weekend, and there also happened to be a, a basketball tournament for college. So, um, we're going to kind of break down the NCAA tournament from each region, kind of who we like what surprised us, how our brackets are doing, and go from there. So we're excited y'all are here on another Monday evening or whenever you're listening to this uh, via Spotify or Apple. And uh, we're going to kind of move into it. Addison, uh, in general, how was your weekend? What'd you do? My weekend was phenomenal. I actually got to see uh, Miss Birchie over the weekend in Jackson, we Mississippi. We were at a, a wedding celebrating uh, Rollins and Colby. So that was fun. Uh, had a good time. Mustache band played, so it was a lot of '90s country. There we go. Mm-hmm. And nothing too crazy happened. We all went out afterwards. We had the reception, went out. There we did go. Did some karaoke okay. without with the microphones turned off. Addison was pretty fun. good at the karaoke with with Mary Mary Chosen. They no. had. Some I saw UX. several pictures of that, and it was like, if you know, you know, and I felt kind of left out. So I'm, I'm glad now I kind of know what was going on. The microphone was off, but Mary Chosen and I do edit picture by Kid Rock and Cheryl Crow. There we go. It was pretty electric, I would say. Wow. Okay. Um, Mary Chosen had about 1,000 photos on her phone. She was so excited for <laughs> the whole weekend that she probably took a picture of every single person there um as including well the as photographers, the photographers, photographers. <laughs> she wanted to make them feel included and that just shows her heart she's also mm. single ladies and gentlemen so if you're a single male out there she's a prize um and you probably wouldn't even need to hire a photographer for your own wedding because she would probably do it um, <laughs> so just think about that you could save, a lot of <laughs> save a lot of money there <laughs> yeah and i think her That's goal awesome. was to have as many adult beverages as pictures she took <laughs> probably oh man uh, uh thomas what'd you do this weekend uh this weekend i made it back to dallas i was in birmingham last week visiting the family and uh you know longtime fans of the show uh, colton and will uh came to dallas as well so just kind of showed them around went to fort worth one night it was a lot of fun with billy bobs um saw the famous band from the 90s before we were born diamond rio if you're not familiar with them, great band. You should totally look them up. Uh, but it was a lot of fun kind of hanging out with them, kind of showing them where I live, letting them see uh, kind of, you know, Dallas, Texas in general. So it was fun. I had a great weekend. And then also this week to seeing the family was fun as well. Yeah, Birchie, your sound is Birchie, I think you're muted. Oh, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Oh. Yeah. Um, I had a great weekend. I, like Addison said, I saw him. It was kind of a fun college reunion. Um, got to see all my girlfriends and um, down in Jackson, Mississippi. We actually rented a pontoon boat. This was like super fun. And yeah, I saw that. Yeah, we, I don't know, Anna Grace Green and Mallory Green or Mallory Benton, but she, they're like, let's do something fun. So we rented a pontoon boat from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And it was freezing um but by like 11 30 it started heating up so it was it was definitely worth it but um it was really fun then took a power nap and headed to the wedding which was 
a blast. So thanks to Rollins and Colby for getting married. There we go. Um, and then headed back on Sunday. And now just ready for the work week. Yep. I got uh, got one more week of freedom and then I'm, I'm back to work. My sabbatical is almost concluded. If you've been listening to the podcast, I've been off for almost a month now, which is pretty crazy. Um, so not only am I ready to start working, but my pet chick is starting to uh, be ready to work as well. So it'll be fun. Are you, what was the most fun thing you've done on your, your time off? Um, it's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, Birmingham, Birmingham was really fun. Uh, I went to the lake with my family, which was great. I love doing that. I haven't been there since November. So that was great. And then it was really fun having Colton and Will here in Dallas last weekend because Colton's been to Dallas before, but Will never has. And so it was really fun to show him kind of, you know, what my life looks like right now. And I, I loved that. It was great. So it's, it's been fun. Um, there have been a lot of days where I do absolutely nothing and I'm super bored. So I'm rewatching True Detective right now because I hadn't seen it in a couple of years. Season one? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, so fun story is Colton and Will had never seen it before. And we were at this bar Thursday night and this dude who had a beard and long hair was drinking a Lone Star. Looked exactly like Matthew McConaughey from the, the TV show, right? Yeah. So I was like, have y'all seen Lone Star? Have y'all seen, not Lone Star, excuse me. Have y'all seen, um, have y'all seen True Detective before? And they're like, no. And I go, okay, well, it's the best day in the low season of, like, of all time, of any TV show, season one. So they and us, like, or not they and us, we all watched the first like episode together and they were automatically hooked. I think Colton and Will have both already finished it um, since they've gotten home. So if you haven't seen the first season of True Detective, you should definitely watch it. It's electric. It's so good. Uh, Woody Harrelson and Matthew Conkey are the uh, headliners for the first season. Very good. I'll have to watch it. You need to. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but we'll uh, we'll kind of transition back into why obviously everyone's listening to the podcast. Uh, you know, we had the NCAA tournament start this weekend. College basketball, the the best weekend in general, Thursday through Sunday of like sports, you know, the best four days in sports, in my opinion, just in general, um, lots of fun, a few great upsets, a few just awesome games. Um, Addison, what were kind of like your initial thoughts on the weekend as a whole? Well, obviously St. Peter's yeah. uh, has made it to the Sweet 16, won uh, both of their games, uh, upsetting Kentucky in the first round, obviously. Um, and, now, now they are the Cinderella that everyone's rooting for. Right, they have a big matchup with Purdue uh, mm-hmm. this at the end of this week. The other thing that stood out to me is how bad the SEC is in basketball. Mm. Apparently, yeah, um, Auburn lost as a two seed. Kentucky lost as a two seed in the first round. Uh, Tennessee lost in the second round. Right. Alabama lost in the first round. LSU lost. And I mean, it was kind of expected for LSU to lose, but I, I get what yeah. you're saying. Yes. Who else was in there? I'm missing someone. Alabama. Arkansas. Arkansas is the only team left. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I completely agree with you. As much hype as we've kind of talked about out, not the SEC being very good at basketball, they've they've kind of not done well as far as tournament play goes. It kind of reminds me of – the Big Ten from, you know, 2020, 2019, 2018. I guess there wasn't a tournament in 2020, so we can't say that. Um, but 
they got a lot of hype this year as far as one of the best conferences in college basketball. And the fact that, you know, Tennessee lost to one of the SEC tournament. Um, they have a coach who's 25 and 25 in tournament play. Alabama, who's been extremely volatile, wins against Gonzaga, Houston, um, loses in the first round or second round versus Notre Dame. Like, very disappointing for the SEC. Um, but as far as, like, the tournament as a whole goes, like, it's, it's been really fun. I think you're right. St. Peter's is definitely the, the Cinderella. You have a, a big Cinderella story kind of with Miami versus Iowa State here pretty soon. They're both a 10 or 11 seed. Um, but it'll yeah, be but fun. They're power five. They're, they're power they, five. They are power five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't count them. If they're in the power five, I don't count them as a Cinderella. That's fair. So um, what we were kind of thinking is we're going to kind of break down each region, starting with the West and kind of working our way down, kind of going through who's still left in the tournament. They gave the games they've had in the past to be disappointments we've seen in each region and then go from there. So I was thinking we start with the West region. The teams that are left are Gonzaga, Arkansas, Texas Tech, and then uh, Coach K's last season with Duke as the two seed. Yeah, so at the Sweet 16, uh, the West is chalk. Mm -hmm. You know, the top four seeds are the last four teams uh, remaining. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gonzaga and Arkansas uh, is going to play. SEC most likely going to lose its final uh, contender there. Possibly not, but I imagine Gonzaga is going to handle them. Texas Tech and Duke is the game I'm most excited for in the Sweet 16. No, I agree with you. Um, Texas Tech plays very good defensively. And then obviously Duke's always good with Coach K and this being his last season, it makes it more fun. Um, So I'm excited to watch that game. And I think one of the most fun games of um, this tournament so far was, you know, around a 32 game Gonzaga versus Memphis. Like, you know, Gonzaga struggled early on versus Georgia state. I believe a lot of their guys got in foul trouble speaking about Georgia state and then Gonzaga kind of ran away with it. Um, But the game against Memphis was one of the best games I've watched in a long time. Memphis and nine seed, obviously they, you know, they have more talent to be a nine seed. Like they, they had, they had the number one recruiting class in the country this year. So they really shouldn't have been a nine seed. Maybe that's coaching. Maybe that's development. I don't know. They, they kind of figured it out towards the end, but that was an awesome they had some game. injury. They had some injury issues too throughout the year. They did. Yeah. No, you're totally right. Um, but um, like you said, they play Arkansas next round. Um, and you're, are you thinking they lose that game? Arkansas? Arkansas? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I picked Gonzaga to, to win it all in one of my brackets. So. Okay. Same. I'm, I'm excited for that game on Thursday. I think it'll um, That'll be fun. Be a good one. I know it, they're 6 09 you know. p.m. on Thursday. But that'll be fun. But I think Addison brings up a good point. The main game to watch for in this region is going to be Texas Tech versus Duke. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, are, what are your initial thoughts on that game, Addison? Well, the. I didn't see Texas Tech's first-round game, I don't think. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't see any of it. I mean, they blew out Montana State or whoever they played. Yeah. But I saw uh, the second half against Notre Dame, and it was a tight game. And then when Texas A&M needed uh, to really step up, their defense did. We've talked about all year how good we they have. are on defense. Yeah. Uh, they really put the clamps down on the final few possessions. Uh, for Notre Dame and won it with their defense. And it was yeah. really impressive whenever they lost it. was a fun game. They are on that end of the floor. So Sunday I was um, – I guess yesterday, because today's Monday, I was um, at a Texas Tech bar with a few of my former coworkers that are, are Tech alumni. 
and um, they're all very high on this year. They they're not a huge fan of Chris Beard uh, for obvious reasons, um, but it, it was fun being there. Uh, I think that they they have a really good shot to beat Duke. Duke has played very well at times this season, but you know recently they haven't played up to their potential. Um, so I think this is a game realistically that they can win with a matchup against Gonzaga here in the Elite Eight on Sunday, or I guess it would be Saturday because they play on Thursday. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for this region. I don't love Gonzaga as a one seed. Like they've been beatable in their last two games and they've found a way to win. I think Arkansas will be interesting. Arkansas has got a good chance to beat them with their length and their athleticism. I still think Gonzaga wins, but the winner of Duke, Texas Tech, has a really good chance to win that game. Um, I want to go back to Texas Tech. I don't know a lot about them, but can yeah. you tell me about Chris Beard and why we don't like him? So Chris mm-hmm. Beard was the <laughs> Chris Beard was the head coach at Texas Tech around this time last year. Okay? okay. And he he brought them to Final Four. Texas Tech's always been kind of an okay basketball program, but under him, they kind of, you know, got that they they had more success for our lack of better words. Cause I can't really think right now. They were but consistent though. They had Bob Knight as their coach for a while. They had Bob Knight as their coach. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know that, but I'm talking about like 2000s and 2010s. 2000s. Um, 2010. And, you know, but anyways, Chris Beard this time last year after Texas tech, who had an incredible run, um, he decided to go to Texas cause Shaka Smart got fired. And, that you know, they're two you know Big Twelve teams, both in the state of Texas. Uh, Texas Tech felt incredibly betrayed, so they hate Chris Beard. Okay, and is he a Texas alumni? You know, let's look it up. I feel like he is. And why he's doing that? I I'm just gonna talk about the East really fast. That's the right, same- Addison. That is right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so. Which which makes sense. But now they have this guy named Mark Adams who was um an assistant coach on the Chris Beard. He's the head coach of Texas Tech now. And everyone at Tech loves him because initially when Chris Beard got the job at Texas, they had a plane come to Lubbock to you know fly to Austin. So from college to college, from tech to Austin, which is where UT is. And he asked Mark Adams to go with him. Okay. And Mark Adams says, I'm not getting on the plane. I want to be the head coach of Texas Tech. So now Tech's like, Mark didn't get on the plane. Like, we love him. He's our coach. So they, Mark Adams has loved Texas Tech because of that. Got it. Yeah. Who do you think that's going to Um, Tech versus Duke. Yeah. I think Tech's been more consistent all season. Duke's been better at some points, but also significantly worse at some points. And I, I know it's Coach K's last season, whatever. And, yeah. you know, it would be cool to see him win it all. I think the Tech's probably going to win that game. I lean right now to at this moment, I lean Tech, but I picked Duke in my bracket, so I have to go with Duke. You got to go with Duke. Yeah, that's totally and, fair. Um, what about – and you, you already said Gonzaga over Arkansas. Uh, Birch, what do you think, Arkansas or Gonzaga? I have Gonzaga going all the way in my family bracket. Okay. So all right. Very um, I feel like with the West, like playing it kind of safe overall. I mean, you got your top four teams right there in, in uh, the Sweet 16. So, right. But so, go East. Yeah. And, and East is a completely different story. Yeah. Um, Virtue, you kind of want to talk about it for a little bit? Um, just a quick story that I'm sure everyone has already seen on 
um, Twitter, but when St. Mary's, I don't know if it was against UCLA or if it was the game before that, but the ball got stuck out on top of the um, backboard <laughs> and they sent the cheerleader up to go and get it. And one of my coworkers said, finally a good use for cheerleading. And I thought that was pretty funny. I was not a cheerleader. Um, my mom didn't let me cheer in high school. So I thought it was really funny. I didn't take offense to it, but um, made me laugh. But they did save the day. I mean, I don't know. I guess you would just throw a ball and hope that it would come down or just keep playing. Yes, Addison. Why did Mama Birchie not let you cheer? I don't know. I was really good at swimming. And Mm -hmm. that was like something that it would have been kind of dumb for me not to do. Also, a lot of my friends were, I went to a private school. So like a lot of my friends were on the swim team. I know the swim team has like a weird reputation, maybe not like the coolest kids, but in my school, like half of them were weird. Half of them or like three fourths of them were weird. And then one fourth of us were like normal. (laughs) Uh, And so, and I was pretty good at it. I mean, I made it to regionals every year and, and I got tan. So it was, I swam outside every day, but anyway, so it was during the same season and um, yeah. Wasn't it Mama Birch's birthday? like a few days ago yeah she okay. on friday yeah friday she, she turned 59 and she, 39 again her, nice yeah 39 and yeah. Um, my dad took her to crested butte to go skiing just the two of them and they're That's having fun. a blast i'm really jealous and i'm not sure why the kids weren't invited but apparently we're getting invited next year so next year for 39 yeah. too yeah yeah for 39 there we go um, okay. but yeah so thanks for asking yeah, of course. All right. So on, on to the East region. Um, the East region was the first one seed that went down. We had the reigning national champions. Baylor lose to eight seed UNC. Um, Baylor was down. I called that one early on. I did knew it? Baylor yeah, you did. was you did. it. But you also said, Baylor, are they even good at basketball last week? And, <laughs> and they, they lost. They won they the national lost. championship last year. Right. Um, right. They did already lose. You were right. You were right on that. UNC was up 25 at one point. And then one of their star players, I forget his name, it escapes me, but he went to Oklahoma last year. He's a grad transfer, uh, got a flagrant tune. He was ejected. So Baylor actually tied it up um, to go into overtime and ended up losing 93 to 86. So it was a fun game, um, but that's the first one seed to go down. Uh, Addison, do you get a chance to watch this game? Like, what are your thoughts on it? I got to watch some of it. Yeah, I love North Carolina. I said they were playing hot at the end of the year. Yeah, I feel like an and you know I was hyping them up, and now I feel like an idiot for not picking them further in my bracket because um, I actually had them losing this game. Um, but I, I think, hold on, where do we just go? I think they're going to win in advance. You think they're going to beat UCLA? UCLA? Yeah, I have yeah. a good feeling about that too. I would imagine that UCLA is probably favored in that game. I like your thought process behind it, but UCLA returns almost everyone from last year from their final four run. Um, I'm not disagreeing with your logic. I think that UNC has been playing very well down the stretch. They have wins at um, Duke in the biggest game that, you know, Duke's had this year. Coach K's last home game versus their biggest rival, North Carolina kind of ran away with it. They didn't have a lot of success in the, um, in the ACC tournament, but they played very well down the stretch when everyone's healthy um, or, you know, in the game as far as starters go in the NCAA tournament. So that should be a really fun game. It's like the two most historic programs 
in college basketball. I think I personally lean towards more UCLA, but no, it's a toss up. I can see UNC winning. Yeah. Well, you know, to to kind of go along with your point, you know, the hot team doesn't always win. That's fair. Especially in this tournament. Tennessee was the best team in the country going into the NCAA tournament I mean, and they lost. Yeah, I, yeah, Iowa won the Big Ten tournament and they lost in the first round. Yeah. The hottest team does not always – that doesn't always carry over to this. In a so there, there's game. a lot of um, – other than, I guess, UCLA and Purdue, um, you know, obviously the one seed loss and the two seed loss. Like, who do you see coming out of the East region? I feel like it's the most up in the air as far as seeding goes. Um, I do too. I do too. And I think North Carolina is going to uh, advance to the Final Four. I want it to be St. Peter's. I want them. Virtue, without looking it up, where do you think St. Peter's is from? Well, I already know the answer, so. Uh, Thomas, we did talk about this. I know, I know. I just, I figured she would, you know, fake it, but she didn't. I know. I can't lie to the followers, Thomas. (laughs) Um, New Jersey, isn't that right? That's right, Yeah. Um, I would have, somebody asked me if they were from St. Petersburg and even I knew that wasn't the right answer. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, you, you know where you're from. But imagine cool. being a St. Peter's college student right now. How electric is that campus? I hope it's electric. And if All it's 2, not, I'm really disappointed. I was going to say, while I tell the story, Thomas, look up how many uh, students they have. The student population. Yep. Uh, so they are so, you know, they're such a small school. Literally, their campus is like a block in New Jersey. Um, they are such a small school. They couldn't afford to send the cheerleaders and stuff to the tournament, to the first round. So after they won the That's first sad. round, NBC, NBC and Peacock paid for a bus to take their cheerleaders. Wait, that's sweet. So St. Peter's University has a total undergraduate enrollment as of fall 2020 of 2,355. That was like smaller than our class size at all. Our class was 4,000. Yeah. Wow. A little bit more than 4,000 actually. So they must know, they must really know everybody on the team. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm sure everyone at that campus probably knows each other. Kind of. You're probably freaking out. I got to look this up. St. Peter's hype. I don't know how you would look that up. but The thing is, it's in New Jersey, so it's not going to be a campus environment like we had at Ole Miss, though. Yeah. They're also – they're in a huge city, so. Yep. Someone could be a student there and not even hang out with their classmates. Fair. I think that's true. It probably happens all the time. I hope not. I hope they're freaking out. <sighs> Like, just imagine. Well, I went to, like, a private school. I guess college is different, but we would, like, freak out at all those things. But, like I said, it was different. Um, all righty. Uh, y'all want to talk about the South region? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we can. Okay. Um. So, obviously – you know, Arizona, the one seed, they really had no problem versus Wright State. They won by 17 uh, last night to tip, like to kind of finalize the round of 32. They had an awesome game versus TCU, went into overtime, ended up winning 85-80. Uh, Addison, did you get a chance to watch that game? And like, if so, like what were kind of your thoughts on it? 
the Houston game. No, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. They're playing. I'm talking about uh, Arizona versus TCU yeah. last night. Yeah. No, I, I fell asleep. Did I, did I say I Houston? I went to bed. I missed the end of the game. Okay. I I picked up my uh, one of my roommates from the airport, so I got to watch the end of it. I mean, TCU stayed in as long as they could. I mean, you know, you can argue there was a a a foul that could have been called after regulation, but I kind of disagree with it. I think they made the right call for not letting it play. If anything, I think Arizona is one of the biggest and like longest teams defensively I've seen in a long time. They're obviously a one seed for a reason. TCU is a very scrappy team. I mean, Addison, you and I have kind of talked about them throughout the year as being mm-hmm. like a team that could cause some trouble in the tournament. Um, obviously, they they almost did, but it was a, it was a great game. But it kind of, although it was a close game, it kind of reaffirmed me that Arizona is definitely final four potential championship potential. Yeah. Yeah. So ESPN's predictor. Has the matchup predictor has Houston as a sixty point eight percent favorite, uh, opposed to you know obviously Arizona thirty nine point two if you do the yeah. math um, to win. So this is gonna I mean this is gonna be a good game. Houston plays really good defense. Uh, Evan Sampson's been one of the best basketball coaches for a long time. He's yeah, done a Houston's very good job good. at Houston. Houston's good. Arizona's good. Both these teams are on win streaks right now. Five games and eight games. Uh, respectfully so um you know both of them are good they're playing good ball i like houston they look really good they've had like, two of their like star players go down with season ending injuries in like january and the fact that they've made the sweet 16 is just incredible and they still look really good without they do players. yeah do y'all have them going like beating arizona um you know my bracket's absolutely busted so um, I can't really say I have it in this one. I actually I have uh, Arizona going further, advancing, and I think I lean towards Arizona to win, especially because Thomas just mentioned you. Know, Houston's you know two of their best players have been out for a while now, uh, but I could see Houston scrapping this one out. I mean, yeah, they made the Final Four last year. Yeah. Um, what about Arizona's Michigan? Good, though. If Arizona. If Arizona, if it stays chalk and Arizona and Kansas meeting the Final Four, that could be the best game of the tournament. Yeah, it'll it'll rival kind of what we saw on Saturday. Not from a talent standpoint, from just entertainment standpoint. Gonzaga versus Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, as Birchie said, uh, Jawan Howard, you know, leading with you know the iron fist that he does over at Michigan, uh, an eleven seed coming off of a. Uh, a five-game suspension and a brief stint in the uh, Big Ten tournament has Michigan in the Sweet 16 once again. Um, fun fact about Rick Barnes in Tennessee, I know that a lot of people probably had Tennessee going far as a three-seed. I did as well, but I saw an interesting fact that, and we mentioned this earlier, he's 25 and 25 um, as a uh, coach in the tournament. Wow. Mm. What was um, his record? 25 and 25. He's played in 50 NCAA tournament games. Yes. He's coaching. Wow. Yeah, Rick Barnes is old. Like, I want you to guess how old Rick Barnes is while I look it up. He's, he's got to be like – he's he's old, but that's a lot of NCAA tournament games. Yeah. I'm going to guess that he is 
Don't look it up. Don't look it up. I'm not. Hands I'm looking right, at right a here. photo hands of him. Right I'm going to say like 65. Okay. 63. Do you want to guess, Addy? 63. 59 through 63. I'm going to say like 71. Rick Barnes is 67 years old. He I was turned so- 68 uh, July 17th. So his birthday is a few months away. Keep him in your thoughts. He looks like just like any everybody's dad. <laughs> But uh, Michigan's going to be going up against Villanova. Uh, this is Birchie's favorite team, evidently. Villanova. Uh, they they haven't had a you know a ton of struggles in the tournament. Ohio State gave them a little bit of trouble there in the second half, um, but Vanilla Villanova kind of closed the gate towards the end. They look very good. Um, very experienced coach with Jay Wright. Very experienced team. It'll be fun to watch them for potential against Arizona or even Houston for that matter. Michigan should be a fun game for them. I'd assume they're probably the five and a half point favorite around there. Uh, but the South region is going to be really fun. Uh, Birchie, who do you think is going to kind of come out of this region? Um, so obviously I want to, I think it's Villanova, but um, okay. I do have Arizona and Villanova going forward. Um, and I do think Villanova is going to come out on top just based yeah. off of um, what we've kind of talked about, about Arizona and Houston. It doesn't feel like, they, I could bite my words on this, but I feel very confident in Villanova. Um, I did see on a side note, a TikTok about, um, they were calling Villanova hashtag Villanova fun, mm-hmm. something which made me pretty sad. So I'm really hoping the student section gets a little bit more hype about these games yeah. where I'm going to personally have to go to wherever Villanova is and hype these people up because I'm pretty excited about them. And I mean, they don't seem to be. So if we win, I'll buy a sweatshirt or something, support the team from somebody with no Villanova connection. So Where I, do you I think know. Villanova is from? If you had to guess state without looking it up. I'm going to, I want to say like Pennsylvania or something. That's right. They are I from mean, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. It just sounds like kind of like a boring state. Sorry to anybody. Uh, from Pennsylvania, what, what, what city, what city in Vill- in uh, Pennsylvania? Is Villanova in Philadelphia? Uh, it's actually in Villanova. I'm an idiot. So <laughs> it's okay. There you go, Don't ladies worry. and gentlemen. Don't worry about it. Um, but Thomas, what do you think? Who do you have kind of advancing out of the South? Um, as I look at the board now, I think I like Arizona. They're playing really well. I know they had some trouble against TCU last night but I was watching them last night and I watched them a few days ago against Wright State and they're such a just a long and aggressive team um that it's really hard to go against them what do you think Addison I think uh Jay Wright's a better coach than Juwan Howard so I think Villanova I didn't have either team in my elite eight yeah so I did have Villanova in the sweet 16 you made that one it's good. Let's yeah. move on to the Midwest. We got. Let's do it. We got some craziness going on over here, Kansas. Right. So the top half of the bracket, um, as Birchie said, there's not much you know craziness. You have strictly chalk. You have one versus four, Kansas versus Providence. Um, Kansas looks really good. They had a little bit of trouble versus um, Pro- or versus Creighton early on. Providence, who has the best record in a 
point games decided decided by 10 points or less as a four seed versus South Dakota State. They won by nine versus Richmond. They won by 18. And then in the back half, you have no chalk. You have 11 seed versus or Iowa State uh, versus Miami as a 10 seed. So, uh, Richie, what are you thinking? I was pretty shocked by Auburn. Um, yeah. Uh, but, you know, good for Miami, support Miami. I didn't have – I had Wisconsin and Auburn um, in, that, in that game. But um, overall, I still think Kansas is um, going to come out on top. That's just me. But Providence is seeming pretty good. So, I really – I don't really have too many thoughts on the Midwest um, yeah. in general. But, Addison, what are, what are you thinking? Um, I like Kansas here. I, I obviously have them winning it all in one of my brackets. Uh, I really like them. How many brackets do you have? I have two. So you have Gonzaga, you have Gonzaga and Kansas. Kansas. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And in my bracket that I have, Kansas winning it all. I titled it before this started. Addison's better bracket, and so far it has been it's much the better, better one. Yeah, it is much better. Have you been to Kansas, Addison? I have never been to Kansas. Addison, do you know what the capital of Kansas is? <laughs> I know it. Head, honestly, no. Is it Wichita? No. No. Um, Topeka, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. Virtue yeah. Topeka. Yeah. When I was younger, my mom got, if Emery's watching, I think he is, my mom got me the CD or DVD thing that had all of, I thought I could sing when I was younger, and it had all the states and capitals, and you would yeah. sing it. Um, and my brothers wanted to kill me. It was, I'm sure I played it over and over again, but my mom was my biggest fan about it. And I learned all my states and capitals all based off of that show. There you go. So, Love in it. Fifth gra- in eighth grade, yeah. we, had to know, we had to know that in school, all the states and their capitals. So it I was probably in like sixth grade. Maybe, but that was a long time ago. So I, I don't remember them all now. Well, if you want me to find the DVD, I can send it over to you, and you can uh, you can practice. I'll Google it if I need to know. <laughs> um, Thomas, what are your thoughts? Who do you have coming out of the Midwest? I like Kansas. Uh, Providence, I don't really have a lot of faith in, especially versus Kansas. They played really well. They're my national championship, or they're my national champion in my bracket. Granted, I had UConn and Kentucky in the final four, so you probably really shouldn't take my advice. Um, Iowa State versus Miami. Yeah, I know it's tough. Um, Iowa State versus Miami. I think I lean towards Miami. They're playing better down the stretch and in college basketball, especially in the tournament. I love guard play. I know Miami's got very good guards and they also just beat the, just the absolute breaks off of Auburn. So I like Miami to win that game. Sudan up for an elite eight versus Kansas and Kansas getting to the final four. Auburn ended up just being bad. Yeah, they started. So they, they started, they started the year twenty-two and one. Twenty-two and one. And they and finished one. the year twenty-six and eight, or something like that. Their last, their last, they went six and eight down the stretch. Yeah, uh, isn't that what it was? Mm-hmm. Six and eight down the stretch. If you're on twenty-two and one. Yeah. Um, how's Will Halma feeling about Michigan versus Villanova? Is this going to be another? Georgia versus Michigan type situation between us. I think, I think Will feels pretty confident. He uh, he knows that the right man is in charge, Juwan Howard. Um, you know, 
he's a very hands-on coach, uh, no, no pun intended, but pun intended. Um, and he thinks that he's the right man for the job. So credit to Will for, you know, uh, trusting with blind faith. I think Jay Wright's a better coach, but I mean, you know, Michigan's a good team. They're playing really well right now. I wouldn't be surprised if they win versus Villanova. Yeah, what time is that game? Six twenty-nine p.m. on uh, Thursday or Friday? Yeah, Thursday. Thursday's okay. my brother's birthday. Emery. He's, yeah, he's happy birthday, Emery. Emery, happy birthday on Thursday. Happy early birthday. Yeah. Anyway, I need to get his birthday present. Working on. It. What are you gonna get him? <laughs> like I would say it on the podcast right yeah listening um but he just to circle back to the music thing about the states and capitals he just said uh it made his ears bleed so y'all could tell I was a really good singer and he loves me so there we go <laughs> Some Love sibling it. bonding. absolutely but yeah overall how's everybody doing in uh their brackets this year Let's look at the home field tailgate. I mean, we have my, my bracket's absolutely bracket. my bracket's in the uh I think the bottom like 10% right now. I'm not doing too well. I am the second. Who's Ray Stevens? It's Fisher. Oh, Fisher. At least I'm above Fisher, so that's good. Um, well, he also has another one. I didn't know Ray we could I didn't know this was Ray like Stevens a big I, I, I tend to just make one bracket. I like making one. Yeah, what I don't is like this? to be like, oh, but my other bracket. So like I have I'm a family bracket and then I have another bracket and I just feel really betrayed that Fisher has like four brackets, but yeah. like, and I'm really happy for him, but I didn't get the memo that we I'm were. I'm not happy for Fisher. Just make one bracket and stick with it. Yeah. Fisher are you decisive? Are you not confident that you know who the winner is? Maybe not. It's okay. I'm uh, doing 62% right now. I am in 10th place out of 14. So not doing too hot. Um, but on my family bracket, I'm pretty sure I'm winning. Yep. Not by much, but my mom has Baylor winning and, um, and she's behind me. There we go. How many groups are y'all in? I'm just in two. I'm sure you all have like seven. I'm in two groups. Um, I'm in two as well. But I also, yeah. but I, but I'm not counting it as a group, but I joined the tournament challenge ESPN that has literally yeah. Virtually every bracket in there, and I am uh, in fiftieth place. That's not bad at all. Well, I need so, well there's like, but like, well, it says fifty plus. I don't know what that means. Nice. How many points do I have? I have shoot. 60. Hold on. All right. I'll tell you what place I'm in. Uh, if it'll even load that far. All right. I'm in 162nd place. That's pretty good. There's over 50,000 nice. brackets. Yeah, that's very 50, good. Brackets. Um, yeah, that is cool. Sorry. Yeah, um, good. Okay, do y'all know how the phrase March Madness was came about? No, ma'am. But I have a feeling it's a certain me. game, but you're going to tell me. Yeah. So the phrase March Madness was first coined in connection with the NCAA 
1982 when sportscaster Brent Musburger, poor guy, uh, uttered it during yes. his tournament coverage. So pretty crazy. Brent Musburger. What a guy. Um, I want to see if y'all know any of these other facts. Um, did you, true or false, a bottom seed has unseated a top seed in the first round? Like a, like a 16 seed? Has a 16 seed ever beat a one seed? Yes. Virginia. Yeah, it was UMBC versus seed. Virginia in 2018, I think, or 2019, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Well, according to this article, it says no bottom seed has ever unseated a top seed in the first round. Well, that's not true. That's not true. 16 seed UMBC. Oh, it says update. At the time of writing this, it was totally true, but no longer. Mm-hmm. And kudos to the 16th seed Un- University of Maryland. University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Okay. I take it all back. Um, oh, true or false? Were teams. Oh, wait. I have to reword this. Yes or no, I guess. Were teams permitted to participate in both the NIT and NCAA tournaments at one point? I'm going to assume true because you're asking, but I do know the NIT was the original tournament. So it used to be like you got invited and only like a certain amount got invited. I think it was like 16. And then those met in New York for a championship. But then the NCAA tournament uh, came around and became like the one that everyone goes to if you're relevant. They still do. They still play at uh, Madison Square Garden, the final four. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. But, yeah, until the mid-1950s. Okay, last one. And then and then I'm done. Okay. True or false? Michigan State holds the record for the worst loss in tournament history. Um, I think it's th- – no, it's as far as point differentiation or what? Um. Widely recognized for their um, set, they set a record for effectiveness, which still stands logging a humiliating 20 points and losing effort against Pittsburgh in that year's regional semifinals. So, what was the final score? They only scored 20 points. There's they, no way they lost by 20. Teams lose by 20 all the time. Yeah. I think if we're going to go by worst loss ever, wouldn't it be Virginia versus UMBC? I believe that was was kind of a blowout. I'll just tell you all. It was the University of North Carolina. And they hold the record for the worst loss. It it sounds like they only logged 20 points. Interesting. Yeah, UMBC beat Virginia 74-54 by 20 points. Yeah, but they think that happens all the time. On – if they only scored 20 points, it's a different story. What year was that, Virgie? Um, 1941. It was Michigan State versus Pittsburgh? Yeah. No, it's University of North Carolina. But I said Michigan State to see if y'all would say yeah. true or false. Arizona yeah. beat Cornell by 40 points in 1988. So it was Pittsburgh versus UNC? Is that what you're saying? Yes. 1941. 
couple of 40-point games. Pretty crazy. 40-point games. 41. Arkansas beat Georgia State by 41 points in 1991. Maybe it's forty-one. Maybe I'm just lying. Maybe you that, are. That's, that's okay. what the article said. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got. I think uh, Villanova is going to come come on on top. So sure, they look good right now. They're pretty electric. They say. are. I would say the same thing. Yeah. Anybody have any other closing thoughts? I do not. I don't either. Not. It looks like maybe the largest margin of victory was 43 points in the NCAA tournament. And that's happened a few times. Oh, 44. Kentucky beat Ryder by 44 points in 1993. North Carolina beat Rhode Island by 45 points. Jeez. Wow. And we can't wait to see what these next teams, how many points they're going to win as we continue to watch March Madness. <laughs> and with that being said, thanks to our loyal fans for following us. I'm listening to the podcast. Y'all are awesome. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, homefield underscore tailgate, Twitter, HFT underscore official. And now Addison is showing us some things. Apparently I'm wrong according to this article. Um, but yeah. Don't forget to subscribe on our Spotify. Get notified every single time we post. Um, And thanks for listening. We'll see y'all next week.